People don't know this, but one of the reasons my husband played through injuries and pain was because he said he remembered being a little kid sitting in the nosebleeds with his dad to watch his favorite player play. <clears throat> he could recall the car ride, the combos, and the excitement of being lucky enough to have a seat in the arena. Kobe didn't want to disappoint his fans, especially the ones in the 300 sections that saved up to watch him play, the kids with the same excitement he once had. Spin out lobs, but also handle it in a transition. Now we're playing positionless basketball. How do you now, as you look back at your game and how it developed, see how much of your game is now influenced in so many big men that play? Well, I definitely see, you know, parts of my game in a lot of guys that play today. And that's because, you know, we stole from the generation before us. So I think me and you might be the two biggest Magic fans that live. And it started with Magic and, you know, him smiling, running up and down the court, dribbling with that high dribble, pushing the ball down the court that made me want to get in the middle. and try to be like a point guard, it was the George Gervins. You know, growing up in Detroit with Derek Coleman, Steve Smith, Doug Smith, Victor Alexander, the big guys, you had to be able to dribble, you had to be able to shoot, you had to be able to pass, you had to do it all. And so um, it was emanating myself after all those players that came before me wanting to get their game, take it to another level or put my thing on it. And, um, you know, I thank them. And then, you know, working at it and you know, who, who knew that, you know, who knew that the things we were working on, the things that coaches were saying you shouldn't do, you know, we knew it was right. We knew it was right. We knew that you can make players better, that you can get others involved. And so, um, you know, a lot of these thoughts, questions that you're asking me, I'm just thinking about them honestly for the first time because whenever, when else do you really get to sit back and think about your career, you know, and in such a way and like everything you've been through. So. Um, I definitely know we had a, a great impact on the game and it was because of our love, but definitely because of the Magics, Gervins, and all of them that came before us that showed us just a glimpse of what the game was going to be. I love you, my brother. Congratulations. Macy Edward, Christopher Weber III. You're in the Hall of Fame, brother. You made it to the Hall of Fame. We played on the Super Friends together. Shout out to Curtis Hervey. We were 13 years old. You're in the Hall of Fame, brother. Well deserved. Congratulations. Congratulations, Chris. Jalen Anthony Rose, that's <laughs> crazy, man. And thank God for your beautiful, wonderful mother, because you know what she did for me. Thank you, brother. I love you. I appreciate you. Love you, too. Fear. London knows I'm a phantom, South Korea knows I'm here. Hosted planet without exception. Rise to your feet for this gravity. Nas a dilla beat, the fly soliloquy. Surreal nigga talking. This don't happen too often, take precaution. Lies and frauds got you exhausted. 
you've been accosted. Who told you I lost it? I just put it down for a second. Damn, Kenny King lounge for a second, kick his hoes up, throw stubble on the face for once without a smooth cut. Grow a little gut, can't even enjoy the fruit of my labor. Before they call me Luke and hand me my lifesaver, the rule is back. You can tell by the trumpets, Prince of Wales, semi tea, biscuits, crumpets. Jury costs more than a car, car costs 200. Get out your chair, the season of Nasir. Yo, I said, hey, yo, 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 cut that shit, man. Yo, man, this is King Known Uncensored, fresh off that J. Cole hype. Y'all already know what time it is, man. Y'all see the motherfucking numbers, nigga. Keep putting them, them numbers up, though. I appreciate y'all. Man, before we get into anything, oh, yeah, this episode is called Hall of Fame. Man. If y'all caught that last excerpt, boy, y'all don't know how important that was. I don't think y'all understand. Jalen Rose and Chris Webber have been on the outs for about 10 to 15 years. I don't know the exact amount of years, but we're not really going to focus on that. Just the fact that Jalen Rose and Chris Webber, we got to, the whole world got to see those two. I'm not going to say that they... Um, patched everything up but them reuniting on television showing love and shit like that for chris weber's selection in the hall of fame got to be the realest shit i've seen all week but um yeah that was very touching you know two young kids from detroit coming into the game retiring from the game man and then to be on tv for the same network even though chris weber no longer works there and now is an official uh hall of famer it's just good to see that two guys from where i'm from on tv doing some real nigga things so shout out to Jalen and chris but let's get into the 2020 hall of fame class let's go all right all right now that that fucking introduction is over Yes, 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 Lord. The class of 2020 Hall of Fame ceremony was finally held last Saturday. And let me tell you something, man. Just hearing all these wonderful stories about all these people was lit. Now, I'm going to talk about the notables because we, we're trying to squeeze a lot of time into this, okay? Obviously, we all know that Kobe Bryant was uh, in this Hall of Fame class. It's not even a question of what Kobe Bryant's legacy means to me and to the rest of the world. And it was just, just very sad to see that, you know, <clears throat> he wasn't alive to deliver this speech. But Vanessa Bryant did a very good job representing her husband. Tamika Catchings, man. All I can remember Catch doing was scoring at will, handling the ball, running the offense, finishing at the basket. Never, I have never heard Tamika Catchings ever speak. I didn't know that she had a speech impediment. I didn't know that she had hearing issues. Just hearing the story about that, like, 
And then her and Kobe uh, grew up in Italy together. Didn't know that. So I learned a lot of shit from her speech, her upbringing, and that shit was just super real to me. Tim Duncan. Man, Tim Duncan is one of the best, the 10 best players to ever pick up a ball, man. I swear. A lot of people sleep on Tim Duncan because he wasn't like, I don't know. He wasn't, he didn't pack the bravado of a superstar. He packed the bravado of a leader. For him to win five out of six championships and for him to still be putting up numbers and stuff like that and not even having such a glamorizing game showed the true pro that he really was. Even though as a basketball player, I couldn't fucking stand him. I hated the Spurs. I hated the Twin Towers. Fuck them niggas. They rivaled the Pistons and and Kobe Bryant. But... I'm not saying fuck you, Tim Duncan, but I'm saying fuck you, Tim Duncan. But you definitely deserve to be a Hall of Famer. So shout out to him. Kevin Garnett, KG the Don, the most passionate basketball player I ever got to see. The most intensity out of a basketball player that I've ever fucking seen. The way that this nigga... And then, not to mention, he had skills as well from the post to the mid-range game to the suffocating defense and his elite-level trash talking. Kevin Garnett spoke about his upbringing in uh, South Carolina and moving to Chicago. And from coming out of high school straight into the pros, we got two high school niggas Straight into the pros and Kobe and Kevin Garnett. Shout out to KG. And then last but not least, I mean, I don't know none of these other people. Well, actually, I'm just going to say this is, the, this is the players, I guess. Or whatever. And Coach Rudy T. Rudy Tom Janovich was, you know, he was a, a basketball. You know, he was a 10-year, 10, 11-year pro. And, um... What I didn't know was he grew up in Hamtramck, the damn Tramick, Michigan. Fresh up off that 7-5, from the 7-5 to the fucking Hall of Fame. And then also, not to mention that he was a hell of a coach. He had coached Kobe Bryant and Hakeem Olajuwon and took the most difficult role to the NBA Finals ever. And won the NBA title as a six seed with Hakeem and Clyde Drexler, Vernon Maxwell, and those niggas, man. Shout out to Rudy T. Then Mike Breen, Mike Wilbon, Jim Gray, Bill Russell all got awards. But anyway, the 2021 Hall of Fame class was selected today. And we got some big surprises. Uncle P 
Uncle P, Paul Pierce, bitches and Paul, Paul and bitches. Paul and the horse got into the Hall of Fame. Paul and the weed, the drink, the liquor, and the hoes got into the motherfucking Hall of Fame. Hey, man, a lot of people disrespected Paul Pierce. He may not be a top 50 player, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Hands down, it's not up for discussion at this point. I mean, Paul Pierce did carry those sorry-ass Celtics teams with him and Antoine Walker to the playoffs almost every other year. And then once he got the team that he deserved, he showed up. I mean, this man, him and LeBron would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Paul ended up beating Kobe and the Lakers in that 2008 finals and getting a finals MVP. Paul Pierce was a walking bucket. He had post game, mid-range game, three-point game, ball handling. He wasn't the most athletic freak, but the nigga gets it done. And now, another all-star selection, big dog, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh gets disrespected all the time because he was a third wheel on a super team. But Chris Bosh would put up, you know, 24 and 11 a game when he was in his prime, when he reached his prime. Chris Bosh had one of the best post games, mid-range games. And then when he got to Miami, he extended that range to three-point range and improved as an overall defensive player when he was not even known for that aspect. Chris Bosh, 11th time All-Star. That nigga was not to be fucked with. Now, yeah, you know, he got, you know, he got that soft label when he was in the league, but that offensive game did a lot of talking for him. So congratulations to Chris Bosh. Well-deserved. Another guy that's not quite a top 50 player, but he does have two NBA championships. Chris motherfucking Weber. Finally, you've been playing with this man for almost a decade for this Hall of Fame shit. Speaking of buckets, that nigga was not only a bucket, but the ball handling skill. He was one of the first point forwards. Like, Sacramento Chris Weber was an all-time great. Chris Weber is a top 50 basketball player. Although he didn't get to win that championship due to the fact that he was in a in such an, an elite conference where Kobe and Shaq ran it, but any one of those teams could have won those titles and Chris Webber was one. So congratulations to Chris Webber. And my boy, one of my 10 favorite basketball players. My center off the bench on my all-time team. One of the greatest players in Pistons history. Big Ben Wallace was selected to be in the Hall of Fame, the four-time defensive player of the year. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy 
didn't score 20 a game, but did score 20 a game when it was demanded upon him. This man overcame being undrafted out that 96 class into being one of the one of the leaders of the Fab Five, which is you know, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace, and Ben Wallace. One of the first five man tandems to win a championship without a certified superstar. Ben Wallace was the leader on both sides of the court making defensive blocks shutting down your favorite center and then rebounding at a rapid rate reminiscent of Dennis Rodman but with an afro thank you Ben Wallace you definitely deserve to be there among others Rick Adelman the coach has been selected. He he used to coach those elite Sacramento Kings teams that Chris Webber would play on. Bill Russell, um, as a coach, is getting the Hall of Fame jacket as he won two championships as a coach and was one of the and was the first Black NBA head coach in the league. And another another notable underrated player, Bobby Dandridge, finally is in the Hall of Fame. In his era, Bobby Dandridge was a bucket. And he was another guy that could finish well at the rim and could shoot that mid-range. Last but not least, Tony Kukoc, selected by the International Committee. Left-hand game. NBA champion. I think he's a three-time NBA champion. He had unlimited range. I used to love Tony Kukoc, especially on video games. Like, I would used to pop that three. I mean, he had a little bit of game to it. He was really, really tough. But, um, let's move on to the play. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we get to the playing games being decided or whatever, Russell Westbrook has had his fourth triple-double season. This is the fourth season that he has averaged a triple-double. Give that man some love. I know he's on a 10th seed in the weak-ass East, but four triple-double seasons is incredible. Stephen Curry wins the the scoring title for, I believe, the second time? I could be wrong. But Steph Curry has done wonderful things. He's definitely a top three MVP candidate at three. No disrespect. But I still believe that Joel Embiid is the MVP. I don't care how many games he missed. And last but not least, Kyrie finishes with a 50-40-90 season. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. That means 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line for those that don't know. But yes, the play-in games have been decided. And I'm going to give my predictions right now. Now, this is a scary situation in the the Western Conference, but we're going to get to that East. All right. So we got Boston Celtics and the Washington Wizards. Whoever wins this game is going to win the seven seed. And I am going to take the Washington Wizards. However, 
If I'm the Washington Wizards, though, I would want to lose this game. <laughs> because, but I think Washington is going to win, personally. Because I believe that Boston Celtics are on a downslide. And I think that the Washington Wizards are trending upward. Boston Celtics, all you have to do really is double-team Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown is out for the season. So that kind of hurts their chances. Now, if Jalen Brown was playing, I would definitely take Boston in that game. But I truly believe that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal can take Boston's head off. And that would move them up to seven. Reasons why I said that they should lose this game is look at the opponent that they have to play. They have to play the Brooklyn Nets. The hot Brooklyn Nets at that on a five-game winning streak. Think about that. I mean, but whatever. Okay, so then Indiana Pacers would play the Charlotte Hornets, and I am taking the Charlotte Hornets in a very close game. I'm surprised that the Charlotte Hornets, like, slipped all the way down to 10 like that because they were on a five-game losing streak. I was just like, what? But I do believe LaMelo Ball and company will beat the Indiana Pacers to go again to square off against the Boston Celtics in the final game in the battle for eighth. And in that game, I would take the Charlotte Hornets. I truly believe that the Hornets can pull this off, even though I think Jason Tatum is going to have a 50-point game in that game. But I do believe it'll come down to a last shot. So, in conclusion, I would have the Washington Wizards at the 7th seed. And they'll play the Brooklyn Nets. And then the Charlotte Hornets at the 8th seed. And they would play the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, let's move on to the West. Now, the Los Angeles Lakers are playing the Golden State Warriors. And, and who, who wouldn't love seeing Steph play LeBron? I surely do. However, I am afraid that Golden State might not have enough to win this game. In my personal opinion, I am going to take the Los Angeles Lakers in this game. And for them to take sole control of the seventh seed, I believe that the Lakers have too much height on the Golden State Warriors. Despite me thinking that Steph is going to have a world class game. But at the same time, I truly believe that Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, if he's playing, Draymond Green and those guys would have to really show up to a ma- on a major level. But I don't think they have enough for Los Angeles, especially if AD is healthy. I heard LeBron James got hurt tonight. If that injury is serious, I think I think they could beat Golden State without LeBron. That's just my personal thoughts. Anyway, Memphis versus San Antonio. I got the Memphis Grizzlies. It's not even a question. John Morant's going to have a breakout game. I think that the Memphis Grizzlies are too complete for San Antonio to muster. I mean, they have been 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. And I feel like San Antonio is going to blow that game. They probably might get blown out. 
which leaves Memphis versus Golden State for the eighth seed. And I'm taking Golden State in that game because of how they beat them today. They would have to play another game. But I, but this time, I believe that game's going to go to overtime. And I think Steph Curry's just going to be too much. And I do believe that the seeds as it stand, you know, the Lakers would play the Suns and the Warriors would play the Jazz. Nicki Minaj gets smart. You want to know why her re-releasing Beat Me Up Scotty, the classic mixtape from 2009, was a smart move? I think that some people had to be reminded of where, uh, of a hungrier Nicki. Because I felt like once she blew up as a star, she lost her hunger in a sense. Now, she would have moments. You know, Nicki has a career of moments. Not necessarily any classic artwork. She would have a lot of moments. She would break a lot of records, sell a lot of records. And make some incredible music, but she never made incredible albums. She would try to shove a bunch of bullshit attempts at different styles of music on us when all she really has to do is rap. But at the same time, I get it. You're trying to express different sides of you. But not everybody wants to hear that bullshit. But Beam Me Up Scotty is a certified banger. And there were new songs added to the project. One in particular being Seeing Green. The whole fucking Young Junkie fans. Yes, I said Young Junkie. They were hyping this up as as if this is like the biggest collaboration of the year. On paper it is, but it's a pretty good song. But it's not what everyone hyped it up to be. Lil Wayne, though. Lil Wayne went crazy on that record, boy. Lil Wayne was a problem. I mean, she added Chirac, which is one of my favorite Nicki songs. Nicki Minaj killed that Chirac shit. Then she had something called Crocodile Teeth or some shit remix. I don't know if that was the one that was added. Hold on. Let me double check that just to make sure. I'm not 100% sure on that. Hold on. Yeah, I think yeah, that was an add-in. Then she had a song called Fractions that was whack as fuck. Boss Ass Bitch Remix. I thought Boss Ass Bitch Remix was on the original one, but I guess I was wrong. But Seeing Green is definitely the best track out of the five. But it is not what people are hyping this up to be. That Drake verse was solid. Nicki's verse was okay. But it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't better than Truffle Butter. You know what I'm saying? Truffle butter was that shit. That was something to hype up. This shit was cool though. The beat was crazy. The beat was nuts. I gotta give it some credit there. But Nikki was very fucking smart to release this this uh to re-release this mixtape and put it on streaming services because she's about to cop a bag from this. The one th- although Nikki has never made a classic album in my book, she knows how to get that dollar bill. 
So shout out to Nicki Minaj though. J. Cole, Magnum Opus. I didn't know that song. I ain't know that joint. Uh, Amari was about a little kid that got murdered. Never knew. And um, let me tell y'all something about J. Cole. It's going to be hard to beat this album. For album of the year. It's going to be hard to dethrone J. Cole as an MVP candidate. I can't wait to see those first week sales of J. Cole's album. I know it's going to be 500,000 or more. But I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I've been talking way too much. This is King Known Uncensored. Hall of Fame. And I'm out of here.